0: You're tuned Into Tomorrow, right here on the Advanced Media Network.
1: This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com.
2: Welcome, Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services, and the experts who bring them to you. This
0: is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. Hopefully always entertaining and informative, oh, and always free, you are tuned Into Tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, February 18th, 2022. It is our 27th year on the air. And the announcer dude already said it, but what the heck, I say it again. I'm Dave Graveline.
1: I'm Chris Graveline. You sure? Yeah.
0: All right. The announcer dude didn't say that. Though. No. All right. Well, you get to. Yes.
1: Yeah. So but you get top billing still.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> until we put some other name on the logo one of yeah. these days. Soon, I hope. I'm tired. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is your baby. Yeah. I know. It is my baby. Your 27-year-old baby. Jeez. It's not a very young baby anymore, is it? But it's always interesting, hopefully entertaining and informative, as I said. We want to remind you right out of the box. I hate that term, but at least, what the heck? But let me guess. What? To to back up the data. Oh, what what data? All your data. Well, all your important data. All your important data. You don't need to back up everything.
1: And And I think the next thing you're going to say is to check your spam filters? For what? Well, for mostly emails from into tomorrow, but for anything that you might uh, need yeah, that mem- might be in there.
0: Family members, yeah. long-lost friends, cousins, perhaps uh, employers, whatever. Yeah. So long-lost so
1: cousins in uh, in Africa that just need your bank account information to yeah. so they can wire you your $2 million? <laughs>
0: well, I didn't say accept all your spam. We always just say to check your spam yeah. filters because – More and more stuff ends up in spam these days that shouldn't. But you still got to check. So do that regularly. You know, just make it a morning routine. Back up your important data. Check your spam filters. Have breakfast. (laughs) Maybe not in that order. And see what happens. We've got some tech news and commentary. David and Georgia standing by and a whole bunch of other folks. We've got awesome prizes for you. Many more things that we brought back from Lost Wages Nevada and the big consumer electronics show to share with you, our audience. So you want to participate and win stuff. Do you live by yourself or maybe with you and one other person? We got something really extra special we're going to share with you that you will really love. So stay tuned for that. Meantime.
1: Tesla CEO Elon Musk took a dig at safety regulators last weekend when he said the, quote, fun police forced the latest safety recall of nearly 580,000 vehicles. Wait, the fun police? Yes. Okay. Um, In the spotlight this time is Tesla's boombox feature that allows Tesla drivers to replace the normal horn honk with anything from a custom song clip to fart and goat noises. Yeah, like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Because, yes, you can, I guess, up until now... Do whatever you want instead of a normal car yeah, horn. I
1: and mean, it still had the, the, a quick you know, horn toot first, and then it played whatever sound effect you had. Horn toot. Yes. <laughs> gotcha. And then you could add a sound effect right. of your choosing. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, last week, the NHTSA, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, ruled that it violates U.S. safety laws requiring electric vehicles to emit pedestrian warning sounds. One Twitter user asked Musk, what was the rationale behind the boombox recall? Musk replied, the fun police made us do it. Sigh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The automaker agreed to block boombox when in reverse, forward, and neutral. So I guess now your Tesla can only fart in park.
3: Let's get nuts!
1: <laughs> so park your Tesla, and then... Yeah. And this is apparently now, Now I think, the 11th recall in the last couple of months for
0: Tesla. Not good. No. Especially the kind of money that many people are spending on these things. Uh Wow. Pretty bizarre. Facebook parent company Meta's Reality Labs division, which makes virtual reality uh, goggles, smart glasses, and other yet-to-be-released products, lost more than $10 billion in 2021 as it built the business. I think we've lost that in 27 years ourselves. Probably. Yeah. It was the first time that Meta revealed the results of its hardware division. Meta reported $10.3 billion in profits during the last quarter of 2021, down from $11.2 billion that it made during the same three-month period in 2020. And poor, poor Zuckerberg lost $29 billion in a day. As Meta shares crashed. Oh, Zuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what he said. I'm also guessing that he probably didn't hit the like button on that Probably news. not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> but interesting that, first of all, that they would lose that much money. It'd be nice to have it to begin with to lose, uh-huh. which, of course, they do. Yeah. Well, speaking of, of Meta and Facebook, they've changed the name
1: of Facebook's news feed which is the primary part of the service where users scroll through to see what their friends and family have shared. According to a tweet from the company this past Tuesday, going forward, it'll just be called the feed. Probably because they realize that there is no news on Facebook. There's yeah, no trustworthy news. That's for sure. What do you? Who are you kidding? News feed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the news feed name had been in place since the feature was first introduced more than 15 years ago. Um, in some ways, it's a massive change. Facebook is one of the world's most used platforms, and the feed is its main interface. On the other hand, it's just a name change to better reflect the diverse content people see in their feeds, according to a Facebook spokesperson.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Well, why do we always see the same thing over and over and over again these days, too? Because it always defaults to their uh, what they call relevant. So
1: it's what Facebook wants you to see. Uh-huh. If you go in, you can temporarily change your settings to um, uh, whatever the, the term is for, for seeing them in order. Most recent. Oh. First, you
0: know. Oh, I see. You have uh, to go into settings to yeah. fix that.
1: Yeah, and I think at some, some point there's a button as you're scrolling that sometimes pops up where you can change it. But otherwise, you see what Facebook wants you to see. Yeah, of course.
0: And I've heard from a lot of friends over the last several months that said, you must have been shadow banned, me, because they don't like a lot of things that I say. Oh, well, uh-huh. because they're not seeing as much of my news feed. They say that we we go look for you because you usually make us laugh. Something there to be funny, something to be curious about. So I've had so many people tell me, I actually have to just put in the search menu, I put Dave Graveline, and then I get your news feed. You know,
1: I've had to do that when you've asked me about a post that you've done like you know, three days earlier. You're like, you never liked to comment on my post. I, like, I never saw it. Uh, I would then go to your, your page and I would say, oh yeah, you posted this four days ago. It never showed up in my news feed. Pretty oh, sad. Sorry,
0: my feed. Your feed, yeah. right. It's not, not news, right. Pretty sad when they even shadow ban you from your own family. Uh-huh. What's that about? Adam. Yeah, interesting. Microsoft's purchase of Activision Blizzard, Take Two Interactive's acquisition of Zynga, and Netflix's foray into the gaming world are among the deals that could rekindle entertainment studios' interests in the industry. According to many investment experts, Hollywood corporations have largely abandoned gaming efforts, but some note that gaming offers opportunities for studios to differentiate themselves as new versus old media. Like the movie that we want to see, I guess it opens this next week, Uncharted, that came from a game. Which I didn't
1: know until, I'd never heard of the game until we were watching the trailer and I see the, the PlayStation logo come up in the beginning. Yeah, of and it says Rated T for Teens. Yeah, like, and it
0: was like, huh? I thought it was a movie. Well, it is a movie yeah. with uh, Marky Mark and, uh, and one of the, the, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man guys. guy, Tom Holland, I yeah, think. That. And it's like, it looks swashbuckling fun. So, yeah, we, wanna, we all want to go see it. But it was from a video game. So they're doing more of those kinds of things, too. Good luck with that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, it looks like DeLorean is going back to the future after all. The storied brand was rebooted several years ago in Humble, Texas as a restoration and service outfit for the early 80s stainless steel cars. English mechanic Stephen Wynn had acquired both the brand name and a stock of original factory parts to maintain the cult classics. And he later expanded into manufacturing reproduction parts to fill the gaps. But in 2016, Wynn announced that it would start building all new versions of the coupes under the provisions of a newly passed Low Volume Vehicle Manufacturers Act, which allows small automakers to build a limited number of historic replica vehicles without having to meet all of the costly safety requirements. Which I don't know if that's something you really allow them to bypass. Is that a good
0: thing? So if you're a small company making only a few vehicles, what the heck? Don't worry about safety. Wow. Uh, But the company
1: has now released a teaser video for a new DeLorean that will be fully revealed this year and built in San Antonio. The animation shows an obscured car with the DeLorean's signature gullwing doors opening with the tagline, The Future Was Never Promised. No details were offered in the clip, but the company posted it to social media with the hashtags electric vehicle and luxury, making
0: it pretty clear what we can expect. Whoa, interesting. But can you time travel with it? I don't know. But If, you, you, know. if you go fast enough, maybe.
1: And it's electric, so it'll hit 88 miles an hour a lot faster than gas-powered cars. <laughs>
0: yes. I still have whiplash from that friend of mine that uh, put me in his, in his Tesla that he spent $150,000 on. He said, okay, you ready? I went, yeah, yeah, what, sure, whatever. Whoa! Yeah, but now uh, Tesla can't fart while he's in drive, so it's, it's useless to me. He, but he can park. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Here on Earth, we often say time flies, yeah, com- a like plan. a DeLorean. But on a recently discovered exoplanet, time skyrockets. A year lasts only, are you ready? 16 hours. Okay. That's a year. The exoplanet, known as TOI-2109b, is part of a group known as the Hot Jupiters and has a mass about five times that of the Jupiter in our solar system. TOI-2109b's already short year is actually getting even shorter as the exoplanet moves closer and closer to its star. Astronomers say it may not be around in another 10 million years or so. But for now, it's pretty cool to think about their year is 16 hours. Wow. And time does fly. We yeah. say that all the time. But can you imagine? I've been in many you know many instances where 16 hours feels like a year. Well, sure. Or, you know, a movie that you sit two hours through and you'll never get that back. It felt like a year. Yeah. Those kinds of things. But... But an actual year being only sixteen hours on an exoplanet—pretty wow. cool. You think they'd come up with a name other than TOI 2109b? Yeah. I'm still stuck. Who's on A? The, I'm still stuck on the Hot Jupiters. It sounds like a, like an underground band or something. <laughs> it does. <laughs> now watch—we've we, uh, inspired someone to start a band called the Hot Jupiters. Yeah don't even know what that means, yeah, yeah. but that's what they say. <laughs> a new hub study shows that consumers are showing a penchant for gaming over watching TV, with video games making up now 16% of screen time leisure time in 2021, up from 12% in 2020. TV watching declined 5 percentage points last year compared with 2020. So are you watching more or less television? If it's History Channel, doesn't count. You're always on that one. I don't
1: know. I, 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 I think I might be watching more, but there's less quality. Well, that's true. <laughs> Unless, except for some shows that you really look forward to. Yeah, I mean, there's the occasional I've, one. There have been many things where I'm going back and watching something that I've already seen because I can't find anything else worth watching. Well, it's, that's terrible. Well, that's when you turn the TV
0: off and turn on the radio anyway. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, or do something on your computer, or take a nap, or well, I like to take the nap part. Yeah, you do. But TV watching declining 5% on average with more people, and that's interesting. I find some of the younger folks don't watch any television. Of course, they get all their news from the Facebook feed. (laughs) <laughs> Which is sad
1: uh-huh. and very inappropriate. Peloton laid off about 20% of its corporate employees as part of its attempt to get past its growth struggles. Well, were they They're not peddling fast uh, enough? Apparently not. Uh, some of them were understandably upset and angry. And according to CNBC, some of them crashed the company's first all-hands meeting meant to introduce the new CEO. Uh-oh. Because, of course, one of the uh, employees they got rid of was their CEO. Yes. They booted his butt out of there. <laughs> uh, CNBC says both former and current employees fired off angry companies Comments In the meeting's chat section, with one calling the all-hands meeting awfully tone-deaf, another person proclaimed that they're selling all their Peloton apparel to be able to pay their bills. Another person said the company messed up by allowing people who were fired into the chat. The meeting, which was attended by both the outgoing CEO and the new
0: CEO, was reportedly cut short. Do you think? It's like, well, we really have nothing else to do here. So yeah, let's. Just, we're getting trashed. So yeah. Let's, let's, let's so let's just this. wrap it up. Uh, motion to adjourn, anyone? Yeah. Yeah. That meeting probably could have been an email. That's true. <laughs> oh, man. It could have been, probably would have been more appropriate. TikTok is testing the idea of allowing its creators to charge subscriptions for their content. Their rival Instagram announced that it was offering paid subscriptions to a small group of influencers. Currently, ByteDance owned TikTok. Of course, ByteDance owns TikTok, which is a Chinese company. They support tips, which lets fans send creators money through their profiles. Have you ever done that? No. Neither have I. I mean, is something that good that you want to pay subscribe to, to someone's channel like that, or send them tips. Well, that's why I'm I'm fine with with allowing them to, to accept
1: tips and be able to pay tips. That's why, because then at least you don't have you don't have to pay to watch their stuff. Well, true. But I do realize that some of these creators, this is their full time job. And hey, if you can make a living doing this kind of stuff, more power to you. I mean, I don't I don't do social media enough to, to even think about doing a part time job making money. out of But isn't of it,
0: but. that sad that if that's their full time job? creating content on anti-social media.
1: Some of these TikTokers make more money than all of our staff here combined.
0: And and then some. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, true. David in Atlanta, Georgia, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. I'm looking for a way to improve the Wi-Fi in my house. Often my TV set, which is Wi-Fi, loses its signal. And my kids tell me videos they're watching on their phone are slow. But I do speedtest.net, and I get 100, 150 MIP downloads, so I am confused. I have reset my router. I've added an extender to my system. Still doesn't seem to improve any suggestions well david there could be multiple causes for what you're seeing now rather than bad wi-fi you could be paying an isp who just can't keep up with demand your internet service provider uh, during especially busy times if you're running your speed tests when you have time rather than when the issue is happening then it could be a problem at, again, that ISP level during peak times. Especially if you're on um, a
1: cable provider, because generally those cable modems, cable internet access is a community thing. So yeah. the more people that are on it, the slower it gets for everybody. Right. Um, another thing that could be at play is very cheap hardware. Uh, cheap routers are nowhere near as good, as reliable, or as able to handle a heavy load as the more expensive routers. Now, routers are computers, so their processors and RAM can be overwhelmed by heavy usage, and very cheap routers often suffer from that problem. Uh, So assuming those are not the cause, then you probably want to set up a, a mesh system rather than an extender.
0: Yeah. Now, you can get popular consumer mesh systems from Google, Netgear, and Eero, The price will certainly vary quite a bit. Google will be the cheapest at about $100 per access point, while Eero's system quickly crosses well into four-figure territory. Of course, regardless of which you pick,
1: they're all reasonably solid and much, much better than a traditional extender. Your devices will only need to remember one network, and the mesh system will take care of giving each device the best signal that it can get from the best Uh, station that's best suited to provide it.
0: Yeah. David, I hope we've helped you out there. And if you need to go back and and, uh, look at our show notes or listen to your call and our response again, you can certainly do that. Visit us at intotomorrow.com. Look for the show for the weekend of February 18th. hour one right there, your call and our answer. Again, let's all meet at intotomorrow.com.
3: Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again,
0: 1-800-460-1663. As Into Tomorrow continues, did you know that thanks to 3-D printing technology... NASA basically emails tools to astronauts. That's pretty cool. Especially in the International Space Station. It's like, oh, wait, that's a particular odd thing that we... Okay, we're going to email you a 3D design so you can make a tool and then fix that problem. And I guess those 3D printers in the space station are
1: as close as we're going to get to the Star Trek replicators.
0: Yeah, probably. (laughs) Good point.
1: (laughs) This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. Enjoy more of everything the Internet has to offer. Text RADIO to 35000 if you'd like more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. How would you like a platform that allows you to find local and global opportunities to engage in science? Oh, very cool. Yeah, stay tuned because we'll be joined. Uh, well, sorry, uh, Dave will be joined. I'll just <laughs> well, be, you, you can know. say
0: the collective
1: radio just, we. Well, well we're going to be joined, but you're going to be chatting. I'm just right. going to be sitting here looking pretty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, anyway, joined by uh, Darlene Cavalier. She's the founder of
0: Science Near Me and Starter. It's really cool. Yeah. So you do want to check out that interview. And I teased everyone a little earlier about uh, some of the great prizes we have from Jabra, from Benji Lock, from Sylvania, from Alago, and from Dan Tech. Bob, the ultimate compact dishwasher.
1: I know this isn't a small gentleman that will come to your house to wash your dishes. This is <laughs> a compact, an actual dishwasher appliance.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. Stay tuned. We'll tell you more as Into Tomorrow continues. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you want a company that's there when you need them, who actually picks up the phone when you call. That's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or visit Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline, now in our 27th year, bringing you into tomorrow the latest in fun, cool consumer tech products and services, websites, apps, all sorts of neat stuff, gadgets and gizmos, too. All things available today and into tomorrow. And we're delighted. That you have tuned into tomorrow. Even more delighted when you participate. So don't hesitate anytime, 24-7. You can join us any number of ways. very popular way these days is simply visit our website on anything with a browser and a microphone. And then hit that little Ask Dave microphone button on the right-hand side of your browser. Sometimes it might be on the lower right, but you can't miss it. Little red Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com and participate that way anytime, again, at your convenience. While you're there, be sure to put in just your email address at the little box that pops up, and we'll get you our free once a week Tech newsletter. We are delighted to keep you informed because, amazingly enough, it has some tech news. Also, let you know who's on the show this week, current prizes available, all sorts of fun stuff in the Into Tomorrow Tech newsletter. Our next guest is from a company that created a platform allowing you to find local and global opportunities to engage in science. And that certainly got our attention. We thought, let's have the founder of Science Near Me and Sci starter, Darlene Cavalier. Welcome into Tomorrow, Darlene. How are you?
4: Dave, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, you certainly got our attention. We love anything that we can do to help promote science and tech and all the STEM subjects, if you will. And this sounded like a very cool idea because it might be some things, it sounds to me, that are around the corner in your own city, in your own town or neighborhood that you may not even be aware of. Or, correct me if I'm wrong, if you're traveling, maybe there's a nice family outing. And while you're out and about, you want to check into what science might be near you. Am I correct?
4: That's exactly right. These are ways to um, help people find opportunities to engage in science. Things from citizen science, where you can participate in authentic research, more like crowdsourcing, to upcoming science festivals, astronomy on tap events that are happening, cool things happening at museums, all around you. And we're, we're starting with 20 core partners who offer opportunities like that. Um, and then in the coming months and years, hopefully you find thousands and thousands and thousands of these opportunities. And the most important thing is that you find one That's
0: right for you. Oh, for sure. And I think what a great opportunity for all of the museums and any organization involved in science. Of course, they'd want to let folks know what's available. So how do you work with them? I mean, do they, you know, to be honest, pay a fee or something to be listed with you? Or how how do you connect with some of these places around the country and around the world?
4: Yes, great question. Well, we're very fortunate that this is uh, supported by the National Science Foundation. Nice. So the 20, yes, which is amazing. So there's a lot of research that comes out of this too. So we work with 20 core partners and a lot of our work in the past two years has been in the back end, the technical side of setting up connections to museums and festivals and citizen science and all other ways of engaging in science and looking for ways that, as they add their opportunities to wherever they're already adding them, usually it's maybe a museum's website, for example, that Science Near Me is able to easily scan and pull in from those websites. And what this does is it sets up a sustainable model that the museum doesn't have to keep adding all of their events and programs to multiple sites. So as things are updated in the source It, too, is updated in Science Near Me. And so we thought this is probably the best way to go about creating a very open, uh, very uh, transparent and uh, super scalable and sustainable way to keep Science Near Me alive and bring these opportunities that are local that are up-to-date and active to millions of people.
0: And, of course, it sounds like it's perfect for anyone of any age, but especially now for parents and grandparents, always looking for fun things to engage the kids, and it's not just a matter of a playground. I mean, especially if your kids are hopefully interested in science and technology, you want to know what all is available wherever you are or wherever you're traveling, and and help help them truly engage in these uh, science and tech arenas. I think it's terrific. How is it that you and your team decided to create such a platform? Can I assume maybe you've got kids, too, and they're thinking, where can we go? There's got to be something nearby and sort of a light bulb went off kind of thing.
4: Yes, we all come at it from different angles. All of us do represent some field of public engagement in science. So mine is in the citizen science realm of helping scientists advance important areas of research by doing small acts. It may be it may be bird watching. I'm looking outside of my window. Maybe <laughs> bird watching, sharing my observations with ornithologists. It might be that I'm curious or concerned about um, air quality in my neighborhood. And by getting involved in projects, I'm learning about the air quality in my neighborhood. But I'm also helping to advance research that hopefully ends up protecting my air and the air that I breathe here. So we all came at it from our different um, domains of public engagement in science and. We all are kind of sitting in the same meetings of looking at similar questions. How do people get involved? Why do they get involved? What are they learning from this? And realize, why are we doing this in separate siloed websites? Why aren't we sharing our offerings to make it easier for people to find these opportunities and therefore make it actually more important in the ways that we approach researching, how people engage, what they're learning, what gaps and opportunities to engage exist, where there might be um, duplications. And so forth so that's how it came together but for me personally um i wanted to know how somebody without a formal science degree could actually engage in science in meaningful ways i also do have kids um but i want to just like really point this out for for grandparents and adults and others science near me and science engagement opportunities are for everyone and so there's projects that help accelerate research on Alzheimer's just by playing online games. Um, I mentioned the air quality one. There's just something for everyone. And bringing them together in Science Near Me is a very uh, long sought after vision that our team has had. And we're just thrilled to not only launch it, to have the support from the National Science Foundation, but also to, to you for helping us spread the word
0: about it. Oh, and it's our pleasure. And I think your very easy to remember website of ScienceNearMe.org. dot org. One of the first things I notice jumps out at me is, what would you like to do? near you. And that's the key. It's like, well, I didn't even know this existed. I mean, certainly we might wow. know about a planetarium or a science museum because it's got, you know, a lot of PR. We see it on the news, maybe in the neighborhood or, or somewhere in our town. But sometimes it's, it's the smaller organizations that you can also learn an awful lot from. And since it sounds like it's not just for kids and students, they probably benefit the most from it. But it's for anyone who just is curious about what's going on
4: that's exactly right if you're curious you're going to find a lot of things on science near me that's exactly right
0: and And, um, i'm
4: concerned uh, you know concerned about some issues and you might want to get involved in being part of the solution through science you're going to find something on science near me
0: Terrific. I I like how right away you can do search for what and near what distance, you know, drop down menu, 25 miles or farther, whatever, uh, and what dates you're interested in too, because that makes a difference if you're going to be traveling. And then you list what science is available near you. I think that's that's terrific. Um, What do you hope to accomplish in the long run uh, through this particular resource? I think it's terrific and clearly people can learn an awful lot.
4: I think the more that we can make it obvious and apparent to people that these are are opportunities that not only just invite the public to get involved, but that actually benefit from and sometimes can only happen with participation from the public. So as I mentioned, you know, my expertise is in citizen science. When you have a scientist who is looking for somebody perhaps in Philadelphia to share data because that scientist and their team can't get there to observe something like uh, dragonfly swarms or or other neat natural phenomena that's happening. People are actually needed to be part of those projects. It can't happen without their help. Uh-huh. And so fostering these connections with more and more people can change the mindset. For me, as I mentioned, how can somebody without a formal science degree get involved in science? I have never heard of these opportunities before. It completely changed my life. I look at things differently now. I look at ways of thinking... It's not up to a scientist to figure out these solutions for me. I actually can be part of these solutions too. And so it's changed what I read. It's changed how I explore things. You kind of start thinking more critically like a scientist. So one, just bringing these opportunities to people more and more and letting them know it's not just for kids. It doesn't matter if you went to college. It certainly doesn't matter if you have a science degree. All of these things are open and available to you. And also, you know, the National Science Foundation is funded through your tax dollars. So you also have a right to be part of all of these opportunities that we're sharing with you. Third, it's to make um, the people who are producing these events and programs and so forth. We hope that science near me alleviates some of the the financial pressure of trying to market and recruit people. Because that's a a serious um, constraint. So we hope that this benefits them by just like bringing these opportunities to more people. And four, and this is a really important one, this is designed to expand and catalyze new forms of research that we hadn't been able to do before because all of these websites were not connected. So we miss really good opportunities to understand how somebody who just gets involved in a science festival moves on to do deeper forms of engagement and does this change their pathway like it's changed mine.
0: It sounds like it's very much a win-win-win kind of scenario, and I certainly hope that every parent especially and every grandparent especially that are listening and watching our video right now Realizes This is a great opportunity for you and your kids and grandkids. Take advantage of it and visit ScienceNearMe.org. We'll get you there when you visit us at IntoTomorrow.com. And Darlene, w- one of the quick things that, that I mentioned in your intro is that you're the founder of Science Near Me and Starter. Real quick, what is SciStarter?
4: SciStarter is one of the partner pro- um, teams or opportunity providers that feeds all of its data over to Science Near Me. So on SciStarter, you'll only find opportunities to engage in research. That's the citizen science component. So we aggregate from all over the world different research projects that need help from the public. These are a lot of the crowdsourcing projects. Mm -hmm. And then we feed all of that. We're one source of information that feeds all of those opportunities over to Science Near Me. So you can imagine how large Science Near Me will become over the coming years. And I also should add that there's a lot of partners that are involved in this, researchers from Oregon State University, from, um, from Columbus, Ohio, a museum there, um, COSI, 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 sorry, um, uh, the Science Festival Alliance, the Association of Science and Technology Centers. Um, so there's a bunch of us that came together to create Science Near Me.
0: Terrific. And of course, somebody else that might be listening or watching that is involved in science and technology that is not yet listed at org should certainly contact you as well. So Darlene Cavalier, the founder of Science Near Me, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us. We're delighted to help you build your site because it's only going to help a lot more of us to find these cool things.
4: Thank you. And thank you so much for having us and shining a light on our work.
0: It's our pleasure. Keep up the great work. ScienceNearMe.org. And you'll see what Darlene and her team are up to as they continue to grow dramatically. And we look forward to that as they grow further into tomorrow. Be sure to visit us at IntoTomorrow.com. We'll get you to her site and all of our guests, as always. And, of course, more Into Tomorrow coming up. Don't go away. Right here on the Advanced Media Network.
2: Guys, stop putting your love life on hold. U.S. Pharmacy has some exciting news. If you've been wanting to try Viagra or Cialis, now is the perfect time. Call today and receive 90 little blue or little yellow pills for only $119 with free shipping. Why order some low-dose sildenafil from one of those subscription services when we can give you what you want now? Call 888-856-8066 and we'll rush your order, discreetly packaged, to your door. Been thinking of trying something new to help your love life? Call U.S. Pharmacy at 1-888-856-8066 for as little as $119 for 90 pills. Need your package in a hurry? Call 888-856-8066 and ask about our express shipping option and we'll rush your order to you as soon as possible. Save money on this little blue or yellow pill you've been wanting to try. That's 888-856-8066. Again, (music) 888-856-8066.
0: welcome you back into tomorrow i'm dave graveline i'm chris graveline this portion of into
1: tomorrow is brought to you in part by stream guys streaming media solutions for the smartest businesses on the internet visit streamguys.com
2: jump aboard the time machine you got me jumping time to head into yesterday this week in tech history history history
1: history,
0: history. <laughs>
2: Here's
0: Chris. Chris, 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 Chris. Uh, this week
1: in 1878, Thomas Edison, famed inventor and the subject of more this week in tech histories than any other human being. <laughs> well, that's a pretty cool claim to fame. <laughs> yeah, um, He patented a music player at his laboratory in Menlo Park, New Jersey. And that was probably the first thing played on it. Uh, the music device is the one that we know now as the phonograph. Originally, Edison had set out to invent a telegraph repeater, but instead came up with the phonograph, or as he called it, the speaking machine. Uh-huh. In 1947 this week, Edwin Land demonstrated a nifty new gadget to the Optical Society of America in New York City. It was the first camera to take, develop, and print a picture on photo paper, in black and white back then. Most illogical. All in about a minute. He called his invention the Polaroid Land camera, and it became an instant success. Oh, I see (laughs) what you did there. Okay. In 1962 this week, while aboard Friendship 7, John Glenn became the first American to orbit the Earth, making three orbits in four hours, 55 minutes. Piloted by astronaut John Glenn and operated by NASA as part of Project Mercury, this was the fifth human spaceflight, preceded by two Soviet orbital flights and two American suborbital flights. And this week in 1965, the Ranger 8 space probe crashed into the moon after a successful mission of obtaining the first close-up images of the lunar surface. It's alive! These pictures were used for scientific study as well as helping to select landing sites for the upcoming Apollo program astronauts. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA in Berlin, the most significant trade show for consumer tech and home appliances. Get more info at ifa-berlin.com.
0: And while you're online, be sure to visit us at intotomorrow.com. And a little box pops up where we ask only for your email address. And that's because that's all we want. We don't want personal info of any sort otherwise. And we never spam you. And we don't share your email with anyone. But why do we want your email address? So that we can send you to our uh, weekly tech newsletter. There you go. And it's a double opt-in thing because we don't spam you. So you put your email address in and then watch your email. and Check your spam filter, too, just in case. You'll get another subsequent email that says, click here to receive the Into Tomorrow tech newsletter. And every Thursday night Eastern time, voila, you'll have the tech newsletter with tech news and a whole bunch of other cool stuff at intotomorrow.com.
3: United we stand. one 800
0: Another fun into tomorrow tech tidbit for you. Samsung was founded originally as a grocery store on March 1st, 1938.
1: So that's coming up soon, so look for that in an upcoming This Week in Tech History where I'll have more of the story. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by our podcast partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Check them out if
0: you're looking to start a podcast. Visit blubrry.com. dot com. Jacob in Laurel, Mississippi listens on Super Talk, Mississippi. Hey Jacob, welcome Into Tomorrow. Weird. I beg your I beg your pardon? <laughs> Did you win? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, when we say, when we hear your call on the air, when you participate on the program, you qualify. In fact, you automatically win fabulous prizes. But if you call up and just say, weird? then the answer is probably not. That's not participating. But if you did participate and ask
1: a question about a tech question or give some you know we've got some uh, cool things that you could have won. They're not weird. So for those of you who are listening that you want to call in and actually participate and ask a que- a
0: decent question and or give a tip or something or help another listener yeah. or share some tech rage. See now maybe we've given Jacob some tech rage. Yeah. So he'll call back and actually win. Maybe. Wait, did he say win or we-in? We-in. He's, he's from Mississippi. He, did he we-in? Yeah. Okay. So maybe he could win if he actually participated on the program. Yeah. All right. So give some thought to that, Jacob, because we've got goodies, no promises, no guarantees, but mention one or more of these items and we'll do our best. Like from Jabra, we've got an Elite 7 Pro true wireless
1: earbuds. Oh, From Benji Lock, fingerprint padlocks. Your key is your finger. From Sylvania, we've still got some of their Smart Plus Wi-Fi light bulbs so you can control your lights with any mobile
0: device. From Elago, protective silicone cases for Apple TV and Apple TV Siri remotes. And we've got some guy to wash your dishes. Bob. Uh, yeah, Bob. Well, from Dantech, they sent uh, Bob, the ultra-compact dishwasher. If you didn't see that video interview from CES, do check it out. Just search Bob at intotomorrow.com, and you'll like that dishwasher. It sits on a countertop, put it on a table.
1: You, know, you, can, you don't even have to have it hooked up to a water supply. We've got one here in the studio they send us. And we just fill it
0: with a little water pitcher. Yep. And then it runs the dishes. It's really pretty cool. Check it out at
3: intotomorrow.com.